BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I understand the buzzer because the Cheesecake Factory, it's in the name. It's a factory. They're not, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not called the, the, the Cheesecake Private Meeting Room. It's called the Cheesecake Factory for a reason. That's why we take our kids there. your tip calculator today because we're giving it all to you for free guys welcome to the fanatics podcast another wonderful episode is ahead of you i'm one of your hosts david magadoff and with me is my ever wonderful co-host claire kramer hi claire hi david how are you doing today delightful we had such a lovely guest on that's why i'm just so happy he was so dang funny and charming (laughs) and he gave us some beautiful Good service today. Yes, it's Jamie Kaler. Uh, you may know him from My Boys, of course, Dads in the Park, Heather's Friends, Robot Chicken, Tacoma FD, and of course, the Parent Lounge, which we go live every Tuesday night to compliment the Thursday Drops of Fanatics. Yes, Jamie comes on and he, oh, he also, super funny comedian, um, if you haven't gotten that yet, he dropped an album right in the middle of the pandemic called homeschooled that I think any parent can relate to. <laughs> it was Listen about to homeschooling it. your kids. Enjoy <laughs> during it. The pandemic. And he spoke about his love of good service with us today. Yes. We're talking tips. We're talking bellhops. We're talking the person at the ice cream store, all types of service. We even get into airplanes, kids. But Jamie is such a cool guy. And you do this wonderful podcast with him, the the Parents Lounge. Tell us a little bit about How you met Jamie, Claire. I love that you two know each other. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love Jamie. First of all, he's just genuinely one of those hilarious guys. We actually met. We knew each other from school, but we didn't recognize each other. We were both testing for a Disney show that this was – let me paint a picture for you, David. It was March – a Friday. Let's see. Yes, Friday the 13th, March 13th, 2020. And we were testing for a Disney show, and we did the uh, the chemistry read. And then, of course, the entire world shut down that following Monday, the 16th. <laughs> so that, who knows if we would have played husband and wife on the show? I don't know. But we were both like, hey, I know you from St. You, you had know, chemistry. Our, from, we had a chemistry. We knew each other from where our kids go to school. 
And now and then he kind of at one point was like, hey, you got a lot of kids. Why don't you come on my podcast? And so I did. And I've kind of become like a reoccurring mom voice on that. And of course, Jamie, he just makes me laugh whenever I'm around him. I'm just in a good mood laughing. He's a great guy. Like I just met him and I understand why service is so important to him. And we'll get into all that on the episode. Uh, just because he's so good at just being so charming. And uh, speaking of charming things, guys, if you want to like, subscribe, share, five mm-hmm. stars our podcast, please do. Uh, we would enjoy that. That could be a little tip you give us if you enjoy yourselves. I would adore that. Yes, because we all know sharing is caring, right, David? So share share fanatics with a friend. Yes, please. Uh, guys, enjoy this episode we have for you. Bon appetit. <laughs> Jamie, safe space. Have you ever not tipped a waiter or waitress? Um, y- yes. I mean, in my whole life, maybe once or twice, and it was to a point of doing it. But I have, uh, yes. But nowadays, it's like the guy who took my order at the counter at Pinkberry or at like anywhere. You know, anywhere goes, they flip it. And you're like, and then it just immediately comes up and they stare at you and it goes 15%, 18%, 20, 25. And you're like, <laughs> I go, if I go no tip, he's going to spit in my coffee. So now I'm tipping on UPS guy, FedEx guy, <laughs> like everybody. I know. How did that, that just started happening? I feel like Apple maybe introduced that. Like whoever's running the POS, you know, software has totally just screwed the entire public. By now, it's it is. It's tipping at McDonald's. We're an overtipped society. It's a tipping yeah. point. Well, I'll tell you why I think this is the case, and I think society has shifted to a point where everyone's so privileged, and it's about me, my brand, monetized. Whereas when I grew up, the guy who was who didn't talk about himself in the corner was the guy who was working all the time. He was the busy. The guy who was like blah 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 was a blowhard. But unfortunately, things have shifted because all of a sudden we saw with Twitter and everything, negativity actually gets more interaction and boosts them. And you're like, well, who cares about that? But the truth is they're monetizing. So you're basically teaching people to monetize negativity and it's leaked into every place in society. I was in an airport, uh, JFK. I walk up to Jamba Juice. This girl, I mean, I sat there for maybe not embellishing, maybe 10 to 15 seconds. She finally looked up. Behind the counter, she goes, yeah, what do you want? I go, what? What has happened? I go, really? That's how you greet me? She goes, dude. <laughs> I was like, dude. I go, all right, whatever. JFK, I'll have a Jamba Juice. And I feel like that's pervasive in society nowadays where I used to bartend. This is why I love service for me. It changes everything. If I walk into a restaurant and I'm not greeted properly, where people are, I'm going to spend a ton of money. I am going to tip my ass off to you people. I want to feel special. And if you go, well, we can't make everyone feel special. Yeah, you can. Yeah, That's you can. That's the gift. And obviously, the bigger the tipper, like I bartended, man. I had big hitters. I used to wear this crazy Irish bar. And um, there were there were guys, when I saw that dude walk in the bar, I'd pour the beer, jump the bar. Mm-hmm. and greet him, and that dude immediately, everyone in the bar would turn and go, who is this dude? That's the guy. And he was like, and we ended up becoming huge friends. Um, Steve Thompson, he lives in Chicago now. And he was like, he loved it. And he they threw money at me. And it was service. They were t- tip, 
to ensure proper service. That's what tips mm-hmm. are about. So we've reached a point where people are just, well, I, I ordered a pizza at Pizza Rev, I guess. I'm picking it up. I'm not even, it's not being delivered, but I guess 18%. I mean, they took the order. They didn't, they didn't throw anything at me. So here you go. I don't know. Society's changed to me and it's, and it's, it's reminded me how much I love service. I totally agree with you. And I, so here's my question. Let's go, forget about like the pizza rev and the Jamba Juice. Let's go like Smith and Walensky or like the Palm Nice restaurants. You know what I mean? When you walk in as a customer, how adrenalized are you immediately by that first interaction? Like what is going on inside your body? It dictates the rest of the night. And that's Mm -hmm. why the, the maitre d' at the Palm that dude, he makes more money than most of the actors in town. He makes more money than most people. He's not stupid. It was like, I'm always amazed when I see someone who's working in the service industry and they're and they're kind of jerks about it. And you're like, do you not want to make money? I'm so confused by what's happening here. But when you walk into the Palm, that dude's like, you know, it's like a hug. There's hugs happening. And you're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get a cocktail. Let's get some dinner. The bartender's like, yo, hey. And all of a sudden... It's family. Like a lot of times I won't sit at a table. You get better service at the bar. I'll always, I'll sit at the bar and eat dinner. Even with my wife a lot of times. I love bar service. I love bar service because that dude is standing right there. All the time. So when you go, I need some ketchup, I don't have to look the room around and go like, God, where's the ketchup? And you know, a lot of places they take your order, they drop the food and then they disappear. That way, that bartender's right. And so I used to, I tended bar, man. And I also... I would be, uh, you know, I had all kinds of little, like if there was a single guy and a single girl, I'd go, this is crazy. You two, let's meet in the middle. <laughs> and I'd put two drinks up and they'd come. People came back years later and they were like, we're married. Wow. We got married, dude. We met Jamie. in the bar. It happened a ton. And um, I would just like, if a guy was like, oh, I'm only having one or something, I was trying to keep him around and he, I could see he felt a little uncomfortable. I'd put a beer down and go... There's something wrong with our taps. Can you taste this for me? Make sure it's okay. <laughs> and he tastes it. He goes, yeah, it tastes fine. I go, great, thank you. And then I'd walk away, you know? And oh I, did, I always kind of did crazy stuff like that. And to me, when I walk into a place and I'm not, I'll, I'll leave. I'll just go, oh, I'm not eating here. My wife gets so pissed. She goes, really? I go, I'm not. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. You only get a couple meals a day. I'm not wasting it with this. When did like, you do that do though? What's the vibe? Is it that they said something or is it that they didn't say anything? They didn't they say anything you? sometimes. They just sit sometimes. Here's what I also want. If I walk in, I get it. You're busy. You're busy. Hey, I'll be right with you. Give me one sec. Absolutely. But if you just look up, kind of look me up and down and then go back down to what you're doing. Mm-mm. Oh no, I don't like that. Daddy doesn't like, daddy likes service. Daddy likes service. <laughs> What's your opinion on, okay, because Sometimes, like, this is my annoyance. I like the food at Cheesecake Factory, but follow me here. I really like the food. But, you know, for a chain type whatever, you know, mid-level dining experience with kids. I would never go there by myself. But with kids, it's a great place to go. But I'm often annoyed because that you walk in and you get the buzzer. And then they're just like, and every time you come up to check, like, am I a little closer on the buzzer? Because my kids are, like, going crazy over here. You know, they act a little bit like, eh, well, the buzzer will buzz. What's your opinion on the buzzers? Like, can't people just like, you know, call out a name? I'm a big fan of names, but I I understand the buzzer because the Cheesecake Factory, it's in the name. It's a factory. They're not, (laughs) do you know what I mean? It's not called 
the 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 cheesecake private meeting room. It's called the Cheesecake Factory for a reason. That's why we take our kids there. And here's the other thing with Cheesecake Factory. It's like pick pick a handful of menu items. I don't I don't want to read the Encyclopedia Britannica of every food group <laughs> ever performed on earth. It's like what do you want? Thai, Chinese, um uh Irish, <laughs> Italian. English, German, Italian. It's all here. It's all here. It's a factory. It's just in the back. They should just have a they should just sell a, like a feed bag. And they go, what's in it? I don't know. It's a bunch of cheesecake factory food. It's we just stuffed it, and you hook it over food. your ears, and then they just people eat like that. Like I like the cheesecake factory with my kids, but uh, mm-hmm. all right, but yeah, Jamie. it's not a place you go for service. <laughs> I, I, this is making me smile so much because there's so much about service that I absolutely hate. But you do love good service, and I would love to talk about now what those moments like you hopping over the bar and you loving on these two people who eventually became uh, lifelong partners and married. Uh, what other moments have you experienced good service or do what other fun things have you done? Good service wise that, you know, over your years, because you've lived a life, my friend. I have, I've, I've lived a long life. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I was in the service industry for a long time and here's the thing about service. It has to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Like if you give great service and you're not rewarded, financially or otherwise like you know i remember the old days when people give you a folded up dollar bill with drugs in it and you're like yeah i don't know you i don't pretty sure i'm not (laughs) doing any drugs you're handing me in a dollar bill but thank you uh i give it to the bus boys the um one time so i had this this two dudes and two girls and they were obviously early on in the dating period and they sat at my bar here's the worst if you're if you're the person who goes don't worry i'm gonna take care of you Worst tippers of all time, right? The guy who at the beginning of the night, you want to be the big tipper, walk up right out of the chute and drop some cash and go, hey, remember us. That's the way to do it, right? Yeah. So this guy kept saying, well, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. So they run up this huge bill. I, I put the bill down. All of a sudden, I look back and they're gone. And I go to tech the bill, like no tip. Like, I mean, like on $150 or something, it was like $3 or something. It was crazy. So I turn to the other guy. I, I go, dude, watch the bar. I jumped the bar, I chased them down the street, and the two dudes and the two girls are walking down the street, and I tap the guy in the back, and he goes, oh, hey, and I go, hey, I just, dude, I'm so sorry, I wanted to tell you, I'm just, I feel terrible about tonight, and I'm so sorry about your evening here, and I just, I hope you'll give the restaurant another chance, because we, we're better than this and we can do better. I just, you know, I'm so sorry. And the two girls were like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I said, well, y- you guys didn't tip me. So I, I, I guess I, I took it that you, the service was terrible. And the two girls lit the dudes up. <laughs> and we're like, did you not leave him a tip? And then of course they were like, oh, I, I thought he did. I thought he, what? Uh, and then they pulled like $150 and handed it to me. Like every dollar in their wallet came out. And I was like, oh, 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 thank, okay. thank you. Oh, okay. I, I'm so sorry. I was confused. And uh, <laughs> I've had other people like when people don't tip them, they scream at them or throw stuff at them. Um, and I was always like, I want no, the money. kill them with kindness. I want the money, man. Give me yeah, the money. I want, so the I, money. Try, I, I use more service to then pull the money out of them 
That was a that was a service on service. Service play. on service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, we used to, we had crazy. I mean, back in those days, people danced on the bar. I remember we used to take one fifty one and fill the the well all the way down <laughs> and light it on fire, and then. Thanks. It was crazy. Like nowadays, people would film it. We'd be canceled. The bar would be closed, boarded yeah, up. No. And then we would throw uh, slide bottles all the way down, and there was a system. It would bounce, hit a wall, and then go in the trash can on fire. <laughs> and it was epic. It was epic. That is so. What's the biggest? What is the biggest tip on something you've ever gotten? Like, and also, have you ever gotten like a Rolex or like? I, I'm like, tip me. It doesn't have to be money if it's well, something you know, valuable. When I'll I was get on, you a Rolex, Claire. Fine. Yeah, please. Claire, come on. It's a Rolex. Um, when I was on the show, my boys. You know, people would, I still have boxes of sneakers, I think. And I think there's still like face products in my bathroom from those days when people would just come in and go, hey, you're on a show. You make a lot of money. Would you like some free stuff? You're like, yeah, yeah, I like free, I like free stuff. Uh, but tips wise, uh, people, you know, people would throw, people would throw money, a lot of money. You know, mm -hmm. it was always the big hitters would come in right out of the shoot and drop like a C note. And then you'd be like. That dude, you talk to the other bartender, you're like, that dude's glass never gets empty. Like that right. guy. And here's the other thing about service. It's not just about taking care of you. It's making everyone else in the room know that's the guy. Like mm -hmm. you are, you're elevated in some way. There's a bar uh, hierarchy. And the big hitters are the people who go, you know, I would brag people up. I don't know how you guys do this, but when my friends and I would go out, like back in the day, we you'd never say anything about yourself. You'd never brag and say like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But your friend would. Right. And then you would brag your friend up. Like a girl mm -hmm. would come over and you go, well, you know, you know what you know who he you know who that is or what he does or something, right? You'd be that you'd kind of work it. It was like Velociraptors hunting prey, right? Where they, <laughs> yeah. they're in there was team. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is there anyone in the service? And you be blunt. Is there anyone in the service industry as good as you, Jamie? Is there? Have you ever? No. Have you ever met your counterpart since? Yeah, Sounds actually, like not. So the guy I worked with was Paul Diskin, right? And he's this Irish guy. And they, when I first got the job there, they weren't going to hire me because they were all Irish and I was American. And I, I'm, even though I was the redhead in the bar, and uh, they were like <laughs> the, the, the most Irish looking. They're like, we can't hire you. You're you're fucking American. And so I wrote this big, long letter to the manager that said uh, I was an Irishman trapped in an American's body. I, just wrote, I wrote this like big letter. And he's now the singer of Gaelic Storm. His name's Pat Murphy. And they're like a huge worldwide band. They became the band in the Titanic. 
uh, the immigrant oh, deck. Play- they found oh. them in our bar, the Irish band. And off of that, they started playing festivals. They recorded like 12 albums, and now they're super famous. And he was the guy. He was my manager when we first started back in the day. Doing the His bar. name's Pat Murphy. Like Pat I, Murphy. You can't get more Irish than Pat Murphy. No, he's a singer of Gaelic Storm. He's great. He's great. Gaelic so it was Storm. all these Irish guys. And then they called me, um, they called me Sherman Tank. I don't know if you know how Irish, when you mess with somebody, it's all about rhyming. So I was the token yank, and it became the Sherman Tank. And so they call me the Sherman Tank for a long time. Puns. Good times, man. Good times. But I, I miss those days of like, the problem is nowadays also too, everyone's so terrified of being filmed. Like it's, there's no, there's nothing hidden anymore. So people are so guarded about, you know, doing anything that it's kind of become crazy. No, I mean the craziness, like I, I can totally, yeah, we're getting away from service, but I can relate to that. I'm glad that I came of age before the social media like everyone has a phone in their pocket with a camera and a video camera. I'm super glad because, you know, that's a whole nother podcast series. <laughs> but you're right, David, I, you look like you have something on the tip of your tongue. What? I do. I've got a rapid fire for you, Jamie. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So we know about good service in bars and restaurants, but let's talk about some other places. OK, like does it count everywhere? What does good service mean in these circumstances? And I'm saying rapid fire, but I have a feeling you're gonna. <laughs> you, you could, you can. It can be a shotgun. Yeah, you. Yeah, enjoy. Here we go. Valet. Um, don't smell my car up. I guess that's really it. That's all I need. Just have the car. Yeah, there's not. There's nothing really about the services. Take care of my car. Don't wear cologne too strong. And uh, and and. I don't know. Smile at me. I don't know. But that's not a huge. I don't. I don't really want to have a conversation with the valet. So maybe sometimes service is also knowing when to not speak. Yes. Less is more. Less. Less is more. Is more. Yes. Less uh, is more. The bellman or bellwoman. Uh huge. Huge. I didn't used to think so. We went to the Langham last summer in New York, and I duped out the bellman right out of the shoot, and he made our week awesome. Bellman can really dictate. And if you don't think they all talk to each other, they do. Take care of the bellman. Here's the tricky part. Sometimes the guy who takes your bags and puts them on the thing is not the same guy who brings them to your room. And I know. so you almost, I used to be like, oh no, I'm taking you, but the other guy did it. So now I'm, I, I have numerous bills and I- You gotta I, have a fiver for I each- I tap each guy yeah. with a fiver on the way. And then the one yep. guy who comes into the room to kind of duke it out, you go, it's all, you know, it's that, it's Vince Vaughn from that stupid movie. He's like, we're going to be here all week, you know, they, you know, bring the goldfish bowl up, whatever. <laughs> all right. I'm interrupting uh, Bellman's my, big. Bellman's big. I'm interrupting my own rapid fire, but you brought up a great point. We're becoming an increasingly cashless society. I know. So how does that, that's a tough one. You're talking about giving fives. It's like, do you make it a point? You have to now make it a point yep. to carry cash on you. Do you do that, Jamie? Before trips, I go to the bank and I fire mm-hmm. it up. Good and man. I I, I fill it up with fives and tens and twenties, and I roll. <laughs> That's how I roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, right. know, you got to throw a couple ones in there for the you know for just the bad tips. I don't know. Yeah, right. Or just exactly. to puff it up. Just to puff it up. But plus, you know, here's the old days. Back in the old days, I didn't declare all my tips. Right. It was no. all cash. It was just all cash. Yeah. So at the end of the year on your taxes, you'd be like, "Well, I only made this much." Wink, wink. <laughs> Nowadays, it's all credit cards. So anyone who works in a restaurant gets banged. You know, mm-hmm. Trump and Bezos don't pay any taxes off of 10 years of uh, loaning off of their uh, finances. But the poor dude who's barely making any income gets jacked. So I like to use cash as uh, a lot of times I'll even pay with the credit card and then put cash in 
into the thing for the for the bill for That's the nice. for them to it's uh yeah it's they actually make way more money you know they make way more money that you're way. a good man jamie mm. uh the concierge well yes uh, yes it depends on the cousin of the bellman yes yes but it's the concierge is only you'd go through them to go hey do you know restaurants? But now everything's so much online that I, the concierge is almost unless it's an you're looking. Job, it's an obsolete almost. job. Yeah, because you go to them, you go, "Hey, I'm looking, I'm looking for a restaurant in the area," and they go, "Yeah, let's Google that." And you're like, "Man, I, I could have done that. You live here. I, I, I thought like, you I might know a thing or two. Like... Well, let's Google that and see how that plays out. Yeah, fantastic. So that that job's kind of faded away. Okay, yeah. gentlemen's club. I Do you mean a strip bar? I am the worst. I hate. First of all, I was in the Navy, so I've been to I've been to many back in the day. Not many, many. I'm still amazed that they still happen. It's like every time you see a guy walk into a strip club, you're like, "Hey, really quick, you you know there's an internet, right? You, you know, <laughs> we all, you know, unlimited, free, unlimited. They and the girls like the you're going to see in here, they just like the community, Jamie. <laughs> they like the buffet, is what they like. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Um, I'm the worst. So I would, I, you know, I, you, with a bunch of dudes, like in the Navy or a bachelor party, you'd go to these things and the strippers would hate me because they'd come sit next to me and I go, look, I'm, I'm here with this group. I'm not going to give you any money. So I'm not going to waste your time. And she'd go, thank you for telling me. And she'd get up and walk away. <laughs> and that was the extent of it. I don't know. It wasn't my, it was never my jam. Never my jam. All right, department stores. Okay, on that subject, my wife and I have had, a, we've had fights about, uh, like, I'll order a refrigerator from Lowe's or whatever. Yeah. And they'll deliver the refrigerator. And my wife's like, hey, do you have 60 bucks to give them? I go, whoa, Mike, what are you talking about? Just spent two grand on a refrigerator. That's their job. They deliver and put stuff in the house. But if I'm not here, she'll she'll give them. Mm. My wife's a huge tipper. She'll just give them money, and I go. So I'm I'm the guys, and that's their job to bring stuff into that. Like delivering food, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but like bringing my refrigerator to my house. When but how I, about the I, moving guys, Jamie? The guys who are moving from your one house to another house. Moving day. Well, At the end different. of the day, you that's don't get I remember tips? last time my wife tipped the sweet Jesus out of them. And I was like, I can't, we had a bit of a fight about it. I'm not a tipper in that vein. That's so interesting. I don't, that's a job. That's your job, man. I don't it's disagree. I just think if it's interesting. Go, yeah. If they go above and beyond and they like take something out that, like they do something they're not supposed to, yes, then I do it for okay. service. But if Here's you're just a doing your simple job of delivering something, no. Yeah, I'm going to call back to food delivery for a second. All right. So it used to be, I believe, in the last 20 years that when you got food delivered, this was specifically before the pandemic, I guess I could say. When you got food delivered, you tipped, whether the bill was 10 or 200, you tend to tip like five or $8 on any bill. Then the pandemic happened and everybody who was driving for Uber Eats and, you know, Postmates and everything said, no, you have to tip the full 20%. They're out there risking their lives, like, you know, in the pandemic to deliver you, you know, Chipotle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then that started happening. What is the, where do you guys stand on like, what do you tip a true 20% on food delivery on top of the DoorDash fee or the post Postmates fee? David, what do you do? I, I'm really, I, I waver. It's usually 15 or 20%, whichever, however mood I'm in for some reason. But mm -hmm. I, it is, it's a tricky medium. 
Here's mm-hmm. the bummer. I think we can all agree. Let's break this down. It's the advent of Grubhub and DoorDash that adds their delivery fee on. Oh. So the delivery fee takes away from the tip because now they're now we're just paying fees on tops of fees. And where does it stop? So everyone should get their deal, but it just used to be you paid for the delivery. It was the restaurant and you, and the they, they got the delivery fee. But yeah. now they're having to offset that. And so I always have a hard time paying like a full delivery fee and a full tip fee and it's it's it sucks the whole the Me whole too. delivery i want i'd re- actually prefer picking it up i'd rather if there's a pickup option and it's close enough by i'm gonna go we're so similar my wife and i go kate i'll go pick it up and she goes well it's only oh. ten dollars and i go it's ten dollars yeah, yeah. It up. it'll take eight minutes no i i, so I do the pickup too i i finally my 14 year old got a hold of my credit card and started her own postmates account and i'm like what is like i started seeing all these charges on my card and i'm like i'm not ordering postmates what is all this then i started look they're ch- they're upcharging 15 18 dollars an order it's ridiculous like they'd order my daughter would order like a pink drink from starbucks to be 35 dollars. and they're charging the restaurant you know, mm-hmm. restaurants pay uh, to be part of the subscriber service on DoorDash or whatever. And some of those fees are exorbitant in areas where they don't have a choice. They have to use those services. So, yeah, it's kind of a I mean, we've all said, oh, it's so easy now, but it's just one more consumer fee. Like if you look at my father, he had one phone his whole life. Like he mm-hmm. never we had one phone. You picked it up. We did get like a cordless phone at some point. But we get a phone every 18 months, and then every month I get, you know, $3 for this, $2 for that, $5 for that. It's a, they, Whoever was like, you know what? Why don't we just start monthly fees? That's the guy who's a genius. Theodore Month. <laughs> it is. It is Theodore Month. Uh, Jamie, I got to know, too, airplanes. What is good service on an airplane? This is just something I personally want to know because that is its own trapped captive audience with these poor stewards and stewardesses what do you expect from them and what what well it depends on on where you're flying if you're flying first class business or coach premium you know i tell my daughter uh my daughter's my daughter's pretty funny and i've told my wife this before that you when you're kind of funny and have a little quirk to you you can get you know you can really break down somebody's defenses and i there's a charm to it where like, obviously in an airplane, it's, you can see certain days you're like, don't even talk to that person. They're having a day. Like it's, you're not going to turn it around. You're not going to be like, Hey, turn that frown upside down, smiley pants. And let's have a fun flight. They're like, I'll, I'll crash this plane in two seconds. If you don't sit down, I will, I'll open that door and we're all gone. Just I know the code. <laughs> so planes nowadays, you know, this brings me back to one other point I wrote down about service is that, Back in the day, you know, people wore suits and hats to baseball games. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, not a kid, but in my 20s, when we went to Vegas, when I was in the Navy in San Diego, we wore sport coats, man. You didn't, now you wouldn't go in the casino without a coat on. It was like, let's dress up. I go to church now for Easter. People are wearing flip-flops and board shorts and like half-cut <laughs> mesh shirts that say party Fort Lauderdale 1985 or something. And you're like, hey, man. Can people, there's no class anymore. And I feel like it's all part of the service. We're just, we've become such consumers and sheep that people are like, we don't care. Like sometimes you tell people, I, I object to this service. I want to talk to the manager. The guy's like, we don't care. Don't ever come back. We don't, we don't care. 
I'm, they're paying me $17 an hour. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't care less about this job. There's no pride in service anymore. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. really what's, what's faded for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you could teach bartenders who are going into bartending school right now, what would you, as a, a masterclass moment, Jamie? Would, what, what <laughs> I should would you, do a masterclass. You should. What would you, do, so, what would you tell them so that they can get the best possible tips and the greatest possible experience? Drinks have nothing to do with it. Uh, we, you, you know, it used to be the running gag in bar. Like, people go, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm heading to bartending. Nobody goes to bartending college. My first bartending job, I didn't know how to make a drink. So I got a Mr. Boston... Uh, a drink guide and I left it next to the register and yeah you know, I, tr- I tried to memorize and learn what I could or whatever and and when it, somebody ordered something I didn't know I go yes let me get that for you I gotta ring something up real quick and I'd be playing on the t- and I would open it up and go what are the ingredients in <laughs> and sometimes I'd make it wrong and they'd be like this doesn't taste right I go oh that's the west coast version it's become super popular it's pretty good right and people go it is good I go it's a little bit better if you think about it and they go it is. This is a better So drink. manipulation. You would teach them all how to manipulate. <laughs> I mean, it's the chicken with the pellet. He puts one foot up, the pellet falls in, and then he keeps putting his foot up. You know that? That's yeah, a little, yes. yeah, yeah, little chicken uh, with the pellet. experiment. Um, here's what it is. It's, it's, it's human connection. And I would argue it's not just in this service. It's in every service. And my wife always laughs. She's, she'll send me in. She goes, she'll to go take care of this. Like we had a guy, we both flew out of different terminals or some, I was heading for a job or something and I couldn't get into their terminal and people were like, now, and I went and spoke to somebody at JetBlue and I like, you know, talked to them for a while and they were roll by the end, they were rolling, laughing. I was cracking jokes and she's like, ah, here's, here's a pass. Just go through the terminal. Like <laughs> you can get what you want if you make some, make somebody feel really good about themselves, mm-hmm. which is so easy. And yet we all, we've stopped doing it. We've, our, our shields are up. We're so divided as a country. We're afraid to say anything. We're afraid to, to go, hey, how's it going today? You know, like, and people, like, sometimes I'll talk to people, like, and they'll go, like, wait, what? What's happening here? Instead of, like, just connecting. But you can feel it when all of a sudden you start to talk to somebody and you can see their smile and you go, their, their day's getting a little better because of that, I think. Yeah. And, and it's, it's everybody's so quick, especially when you're talking about the service industry, so quick as a consumer to go to the negative. Well, let me speak to a manager. Well, let me, you know, instead of what you're saying, like with the JetBlue lady, you know, hey, like, let me just talk to you for a few minutes. I got kids and wife in there. I'd love to go be able to walk them to the plane, you know? So I did a post about JetBlue. I'm not sponsored by JetBlue. I just, I know everyone on social media posts videos of like, this guy was a jerk to me. This person did this. I posted something. I said, hey, I, I want to send some props to this woman, whatever her name was, from this airport and said, hey, she really went above and beyond the call of duty today. And I want to thank her and tag JetBlue. And JetBlue reached back out and we're like, thank you so much. And, you know, we're so qu- quick to, you know, if you blast somebody online, you see the lights go up. But nobody, nobody liked that post. Nobody cared. Yeah. They were like, oh, he, he thought JetBlue did a good job. Whatever. Whatever. But if I said JetBlue can blink and, and I'll JetBlue you, the people would be like, yeah, JetBlue blows. I wish JetBlue would blow. JetBlue. JetBlue. I do love what you said, though, Jamie, just about making someone's day better and having that human connection. I think that's. If you don't look at it, if you just look at the result of like how I'm here and I want to get money, it's like that's not going to work. But if you just try to make a connection with someone, 
all the stuff will come to you, whether that be money, kindness, good karma, whatever. So my question for you, because I, I dig all this, I I always love asking why. If you if I can have a little psych 101 with you right now and you had to ask yourself and maybe picture a young Jamie, you know, growing up, childhood Jamie, uh, why do you think good service is so important to you? Do you think it had to come from your parents or from something way back in the day of just who you are and how you were brought up? I, yeah, definitely my parents were involved, but I think it also comes back to like, when you make someone else's day, how do you feel? You feel really good, don't you? Yeah. Like whenever I, I leave and I go in the back of my head, it might be my own insane thoughts, but I'm like, I really made that person smile today. I, I don't know why. It just makes me feel good. And I can feel it too when I lose it and go the other way, which I've done. I did it with my kids probably 90 minutes ago, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know. And I, and I felt terrible after that exchange. But when I have an exchange with somebody and there's a bond and a connection and a smile and some eye contact, as opposed to just looking down and going, what do you want? I'll have a job, but you're fine. You know, you're like, but when there's a moment, you know, I was talking to my daughter and I was like, you know, God, what is it from? Uh, some movie where the guy goes, you know, a compliment goes so far. I'll do that all the time where I'll walk up and I'll be with somebody and I go, those shoes are the bomb, dude. Are you kidding me? And the guy's like, because you know that dude thought really hard about buying those shoes and he put up a lot of money. And when somebody validates that in somebody else, it puts a smile. He goes, yeah. Like, I'll do that all the time. I go, man, because I go, and you're awesome. cutting through the negative chatter. That guy probably yeah. was in his head about 500 things that he needs to do today or tomorrow yeah. or 500 days ago. And then all of a sudden you're coming out of nowhere with a smile and a compliment. Holy yeah. fuck. That really does I change mean, like your whole day. It changes your mindset. It's remarkable. Mm -hmm. You're right. I wish I was perfect and I could do that all the time. But of course, I, I mean, I bartended for a long time and I had shows and I'd, I'd shot pilots. One time I, I did a Friends episode and um, I was back bartending the next week, right? And so the episode is airing. I'm, I'm waiting on a guy and I'm, I'm like miserable because I just shot a TV show. Now I'm back bartending and it, you know, I went through grind, <laughs> so this is brutal. And the guy's order goes, hey, can I get a, uh, and he looks up over my head and I'm on TV on Friends above my head as I'm bartending. And the dude goes, hey, you're on Friends, man. And I go, I like over, I go, oh yeah. I shot there a couple, yes, I'm on Friends. And there was a moment of a smile and he goes, oh, that's great, dude. Hey, can I get a gin and tonic, a uh, vodka cranberry, two <laughs> beers, four wine? I was like, Ugh, back to reality. <laughs> so I've gone through the grind of, you know, you know, it was my own, maybe it was coming out the other end of like, I've, I lost it on people many times, many yeah. times. But, but it's now amazing that I'm a little how, older, Amazing how it can come back though. Like it's, it's the quickest moment can bring us back into both the good place and the bad place. And service is all about that. I think service know, but, is all about that. And I hope it makes a comeback, but I'm, I'm, uh, you I gotta mean, teach a masterclass in service, we not just bartending you, service. Well, a lot of people are just, they're not, they're not personable people, I think, you know, and they don't, they can't connect. <laughs> And it's not their fault. They're just not. It's true. It, they're just not personable. They don't think that way. And, um, you know, I guess I guess the rule of thumb is just don't be a dick. That's don't really all I dick. ask. Just don't be a dick. Not to get too deep here, but real quick before we go to the love letter, is being a parent the ultimate service, the ultimate act of service? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My daughter this morning, we had a we had a bad drive. Um, she wouldn't do one thing. She just I was like, get dressed. She just sat there and stared at me. And uh <laughs> 
I tried all my tricks of trying to get her to go. <laughs> just some, some, you know, it's like Batman says. It's like some some people just want to see the earth burn. <laughs> That's it, man. You can't, you're not gonna change it. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's that kind of day. And so now somebody's not watching television tonight. That's how it works. I don't. I mean, the stick that you can get the stick of the uh, the stick of the carrot. I don't know. What do you some people you're just want to watch the earth burn. I love that in conjunction with your daughter. <laughs> With all her little drawings behind you right now, which is such a great image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. Uh Jamie, uh, this was an absolute treat. I could we could all go for another three three hours, so we'll have you back. What love letter can you regale us with for good service, my friend? Oh, oh. I've been writing this one for a long time. <laughs> Dear service, God how I miss you. <laughs> Um, I remember our days fondly together when you and I would bask in the glow of afternoon cocktails or a finely cooked prime rib and how we all enjoyed those days. But you, unfortunately, have disappeared into the ether. And I hope you will find your way home. If you're sitting on a beach in Bali somewhere just soaking up the sun saying, I'm too good for this, then it's time to come back and teach everybody how to interact as humans again so that we can all get along and make this life as little pain and as much joy as humanly possible. Your friend, Jamie Kayla. Yay. Come home, good service. Come home. (laughs) CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's true. Good service is good people. <laughs> That's what it is. If it's a good good people, good service. Bad people, bad service. Or grumpy person. Maybe not a bad human being, but a bad moment for a human being. <laughs> you know what you really don't see anymore? Now, I grew up in Ohio, so I saw a lot of these signs. But, you know, you I, it just occurred to me that you really don't see those no shoots, no shoes, no shirt, no service signs anywhere. What happened to those? I mean, surely people still walk around barefoot and half naked. I do. I do want to live during a time where that was enough happening that it was like, we got to start making signs on the front door. We need to make our really fun restaurant cafe ugly by putting a sign on our door because there's just too many shirtless, shoeless people popping in. (laughs) Or was this actually and I say this I say this warmly. Is this a. A highlight towards a homelessness, but then again, like I don't ever think of homelessness as in regards to no shirt, no shoes. So I, I'm not, I'm wondering where is the origin story of that? I, I find that to I don't be know. Wild. Maybe the Midwest at some point. Um, 
I'm not sure, but I do miss seeing those signs. But we've evolved to bigger problems. We've got larger service problems than uh, well, let's, that. Well, let's speak to that for a second. So I know we had a good time on this podcast. So we just want to make sure you all understand and know, like, the system, my friends, is broken. Let's be real. Like, the fact that the guy at your ice cream shop is flipping the thing around and asking for 15%, 20%, 25% tip, it's because they're not getting paid enough by the people who run the place. And that's just not cool. So we know that everyone needs to get tipped fairly. So please, we just want to make sure, like, we get that. And so we're just playing off the idea of, like, we all need to do what we need to do. But, like, hey, system, can you get a little more fixed, America? But, you know, we're just a lowly podcast trying to make make it through the day. And uh, we definitely hope that uh, all people of all wages and places get their fair share. And we're glad to be able to be a part of that as we tip, you know. So it's it's important. It is an important thing to be aware of during all this. Absolutely. I l- always love Southwest Airlines because they put a big old fat smile on my face because at the beginning of every trip, it's always someone on the on the mic doing fun, whimsical things. It's like the Jungle Cruise <laughs> at Disneyland. At Disney, yes. They have a script, but they can go off and they can entertain you and the happy birthday songs. So literally, I I love I I do love Southwest for that alone. They they are the emblem of good service for me, uh, of what it means to fly, and it makes me happy. Yes, yeah, Southwest is great. I mean, and and you know, they took an unconventional route. They didn't assign seats. They mixed up the airline model, you know, and it worked. So we would like to leave you all today with a little note from the masterclass of Jamie today. Make a smile at someone who maybe didn't have a smile. When you're at the cash register and they're just doing their thing, helping you out, why don't you say, hey, you got some nice shoes? You know, stuff like that goes such a long way. Uh, a little bit of kindness is an infectious thing. And I think that's where the core of good services. So, Jamie, thank you so much for teaching us just a little bit today of how a little bit goes a long way. And you know what? One little podcast can take you down a whole multitude of many other podcasts. Isn't that right, Claire Kramer? Yes, it is. It's the, it's the, uh, we said the service of service and it's the, yeah, inception of podcasts. Yeah. I think you can enjoy all our wonderful podcasts wherever you may get them. Uh, we've had a wonderful time with you. Like we said, feel free to like and share and subscribe and five stars and high five, high five the air because when you high five the air, <laughs> Claire and I feel it. It is a real thing. Uh, guys, we'll see you next Thursday. Okay. Sounds good. See you then. All right, guys, before we let you go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode. A teaser, a spoiler. Eh, How can I spoil something so good as Mary Chifo? Yes, you know her as Laurel from Star Trek Discovery as a rockin' Klingon, and she's going to come and rock out a little bit of Studio Ghibli films. Yes, Miyazaki. We're talking Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, all that good animated amazingness. Guys, we'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. 
Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. We got a tip for you. It's good to give a tip or two. Don't be a bore. Smile some more. Give a tip. <laughs>